0: Thank you very much indeed i'm edwin herman hosting this episode of the boys of tech new zealand's longest running tech podcast this episode is number 363 for the week commencing monday the 14th of december 2015 I'm just wondering whether we'll we'll, uh, fit in 365 in before the end of the year, because that would be kind of cool, you know, 365, one for each day of the week. Uh, Anyway, we'll we'll see how we go. Uh, It depends who's on holiday, really. Uh, I think that's how it's going to work out. All right, kicking off with these so-called hoverboards, which, I I mean, this is a whole other story, but why are they even called hoverboards? Because they have wheels. If you've watched Back to the Future, you'll know what hoverboards are. Are really about. And, and in fact, uh, you're probably well aware that there are some prototypes of real hoverboards that really do hover, uh, although they have to be on a special surface. But anyway, these are the uh, hoverboards that, uh, you know, the ones that look like a cross between a skateboard and a Segway. Well, these devices seem to be very volatile and already they have been 10 cases, more than 10 cases of these devices catching fire and they they don't just catch fire and, and burn, they explode and it's very dangerous and, and some have caused house fires. So as a result of all of this, some airlines have banned them from carry-on luggage, others have announced that they will be banning them soon. Amazon and Overstock will no longer be selling some brands of these devices. Now, the thing is, there are a number of different brands for these devices and some are better than others. Some are made very cheaply and there's a number of shortcuts, if you like, in the design. Uh, things like stacking the batteries and densities that uh, that shouldn't be, for, because li- these are lithium-ion batteries that drive these things and there's safe limits to stacking lithium-ion batteries. So things like that aren't always, uh, particularly in the cheaper models, are not always well adhered to, and this gives rise to the cases that we've seen where these things explode and burn. So I don't know what the solution is, because you know, there are, as I mentioned, some brands are, are more susceptible to this than others, and I guess it 's those brands that are ruining it for for that whole class of device because we, we I, you know we see this as as one class of device, perhaps something that can be done is uh, through legislation by having these devices meet certain standards, certain design standards certain uh, industry standards particularly where lithium-ion batteries are concerned, things like that. And the other thing you have to remember as well is that these devices sometimes do get a bit of a beating. And, you know, even your cell phone uh, with a lithium-ion battery, if that gets mistreated or well, you know, either accidentally or, or on purpose, you know, these things can explode as well. And you may have seen video, uh, yeah, videos of people who deliberately destroy a lithium-ion battery to the point where it uh, catches, well, it explodes. And so, you know, you have to remember the way these devices, the way people use them, the way people fall off them and, and so on, means they do get a bit of a beating. And that, combined with the poor design of some of the these brands, I think is the reason that we're seeing these uh, these devices explode and catch fire, and for those of you who are relatively new to these devices, they're also called airboards, glideboards, and velo boards here in New Zealand, they launched in October, but earlier uh, around other parts of the world they've got a maximum speed of around about ten or twelve kilometers per hour, maximum range of around twenty kilometers, and it takes about one to two hours to charge. They can support a Uh, A load of up to 120 kilograms for for some of them. Anyway, I personally i don't i don't understand two things. I don't understand why they're called called hoverboards because they don't look like hoverboards. They look like an electric skateboard, just with a different wheel configuration. And the other thing is, I don't know why they why people go for them. I mean, I I guess that they're a lot more portable than a Segway. But I mean, come on, I look. You know you've probably seen videos as well of how how easy it is to to come off these devices. I mean you may be aware of how easy it is to come off a a segway well these things are uh, you know are even worse from what I understand I haven't tried one myself all right Audi is going to introduce some new technology into its vehicles and it's in the area of headlights. Now, you might think, well, what's so interesting about headlights? I mean, headlights are headlights. They just project light onto the road. Well, (laughs) this is the thing. Audi have taken this a step further or several steps further, really, I think, where uh, there's some smarts, uh, or there will be some smarts, in their new technology that will be used in upcoming models. Things like, for example, as you know, uh, on the open road, you really want to have your headlights on high beam, until, of course, you've got oncoming traffic, or if you're following someone, in which case you need to dip your headlights because, you know, otherwise you're going to blind uh, or annoy the the other drivers. So, uh, what Audi have done is uh, is they have developed the ability to control what parts of the road are illuminated, and so by regularly scanning the environment ahead, the headlights can adjust so that everything's illuminated except for where there's another vehicle. So imagine you're following a vehicle, or perhaps uh, you're in a multi-lane highway, and there's a vehicle ahead of you but in the other lane. That area there to the side will in front of you will not be illuminated. Everything else will be. It's almost as if you've got uh, lots of... Well, in fact, there are. There's lots and lots of different areas, if you like, that can be controlled independently. So the rest of your view is like high beam, but... The area where the other vehicle is, is similar to if you had your headlights on dip. So the the other vehicle, as far as they're concerned, they think your headlights are on dip. But you see everything on high beam except for that area where the vehicle is so very very smart i like it and another area that audi's been experimenting with with regards to headlights is the situation where say you have a pedestrian on the side of the road waiting to cross now you arrive at the at the uh, location as a driver and you stop for the pedestrian and you want to wave them across the road you want to let them know that yeah it's safe to cross that you've stopped in daylight you might wave you know wave your hand through the windscreen at night you might flash your high beams to indicate that yeah you know go ahead well Audi's solution to that is the because the, there's such fine granularity in the different areas of the road ahead that you can illuminate with these new uh, headlights the vehicle is capable of Illuminating the area in front of the pedestrian with footprints, which are effectively areas, darkened areas, areas that are not illuminated, but in the shape of a footprint, and that shows the pedestrian that it's safe to cross, that the the driver has indicated that uh, they are waiting for uh, for you to cross. So things like that. It's uh, basically the, the whole the system involves lasers and mirrors. So it's very, very high tech. And I like it because I think, you know, headlights are something that haven't evolved, if you like, in any way, haven't really taken advantage of of new technology in any great way. Citroën have the uh, developed the directional headlights. So as you're rounding a corner, the headlights... Turn instead of showing straight ahead, where where you won't be going because you're turning. It it the headlights turn in the direction of your uh, of your wheels. So I, I guess we we've had that, and that's really about as as technologically advanced as headlights have have become over the years. And so this is going to take that uh, I think a step a step further. It's it's very new. It's uh, but it is uh, it is coming as part of uh, Audi's I guess technology rollout and vehicles. It's a shame because I probably won't be able to ever afford an Audi, but <laughs> maybe maybe uh maybe someone I know might might have a new Audi uh, or might buy a new Audi soon so I can uh, experience it for myself. Last international story, Hyperloop Technologies has announced that it will begin testing technology based around Elon Musk's proposed hyperloop uh which is a transport system based on uh, you may remember this i think we we may have talked about this where it's basically a high speed transport system imagine a big tube which will have a partial vacuum inside and imagine capsules inside that uh, uh, in this partial vacuum there's very very little friction Uh, In fact, the the capsules themselves won't be on wheels. They'll be on a a cushion of air. And these things will be able to shoot through uh, these tubes very, very fast. I think something like about a 1,000 kilometers an hour. That's like the speed of a a 747 jumbo jet. So at maximum, by the way, too. Anyway, Hyperloop Technologies is uh, building a a prototype in the uh, Nevada desert. They're going to do that next month next month that must be january <laughs> of course It's also next year isn't it uh but yeah so they'll be b- producing a prototype of something similar there there's an open air track there's is, is what they're going to build for this proof of concept it's going to be on a one kilometer track and here's the thing they're going to trial this uh vehicle on this track that's going to accelerate, I don't know how this is going to work, but it's going to reach 540 kilometres an hour in two seconds, that's a lot of g-force, that's insane, I'm not sure whether the real deal, accelerate that fast, can we, I don't think we can withstand such acceleration, can we, that doesn't sound right, but anyway, I guess there's a number of companies trying to get to this hyperloop concept or at least produce a, a viable prototype. Elon's convinced it's gonna be it's one of the or gonna be, if you like, the fifth mode of transport after planes, trains, cars and boats. That uh, this will be, if you like, a fifth mode of transport. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to sound positive, but at the same time, this is very, very much like what you might see in magazines in the 1980s or TV programs in the 1980s about what the future would look like in the year 2000. It's, it's very much, yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, I think Elon's vision is that these, uh, these hyperloops, these tubes, would run alongside highways, existing highways, uh, just suspended up in the air on, on big pylons. There'd be uh, two tubes, one for each direction. Yeah, I'm not so sure, personally, but wouldn't it be great? I mean, if you're in New Zealand, you could do Auckland to Wellington in something like, what, 40 minutes? Nonstop? Wow, that would that would be amazing. Anyway... Uh, That's that. Look, that's all I had for this week in terms of the international stories, but we do have a New Zealand story right after this, and it involves broadband prices. So if you want to find out more, don't go away. Hey, welcome back. Now, it's a bit of a bad news story, really, because the Commerce Commission has just approved... For chorus to increase the uh, the base charges, which you got to remember, chorus uh, run the the network, and then companies like Vodafone and Spark pay the you know wholesale rates from chorus, and then put their gear in the exchange and 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 whatnot, and then retail that as as connectivity to people like you and me. So because Chorus is now allowed to charge more on the on the base rate, that means that uh, that's going to have to be reflected in the retail rates that Vodafone and Spark charge, which means that it's end consumers, people like you and me, that will be paying more for our broadband, which is kind of strange because in most countries the cost has been dropping. And here in New Zealand, it's well, you know, at at least at this time, it's going in the other direction. Now, you might be wondering, well, okay, how much are we talking about? Well, it's going to be $7.11 more per month. So, it's not insignificant. You know, that could be around 10% of someone's bill, a monthly bill at the moment. So, That's for the that's for copper. That's for basically unbundled copper lines where the you know, where the provider puts its own equipment into the exchange or or into the roadside cabinet to connect customers. Unbundled bitstream access, also known as UBA, will cost fourteen cents more a month. And according to Chorus, the price hike means another hundred and twenty million dollars a year flowing into the company's coffers, or six hundred million over five years. And of course, that money is going to come from people like you and me. Internet NZ has come out and they've called the decision a travesty. They've pointed out that we are the only country in the world putting up copper pricing. I think I mentioned that just earlier as well. We pay more for fixed broadband than most developed countries. We are apparently 60th place in the world, which is not very good, really. Well, there you have it. (laughs) It's a bit of a bad news story at the end there that uh, we'll all be paying something like $7 more a month for internet, at least for copper connections, DSL. Never mind, that's the way it is. We'll move on, uh, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> and look, I'm going to try and see whether we can get to 365. It doesn't mean two more episodes. We were, I think, only had one scheduled. We'll see if we can do two, depending on the availability of the other co-hosts. Anyway, that's enough ramblings from me. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I uh, hope to have you coming again next time. Until then, have yourselves a fantastic week. Christmas is, of course, creeping up. It seems to get faster and faster every year or perhaps I'm just getting older and older every year. Well, that's kind of obvious, isn't it? I think everyone is. Anyway, (laughs) thank you very much. See you next time. Have a good one. Goodbye.